Welcome to the Warriors of Education podcast, bringing you heartwarming and real conversations with teachers on the front line of education from across the country. I am Karen Sarah Watson, and I am a teacher. This podcast is for those who want to better understand the experiences of today's teachers. Come join us. Welcome to the Warriors of Education podcast. Today, I am thrilled to have Fran Tarr, the director and founder of Breaking Walls, an international youth empowerment movement. Fran, I would love to hear all about Breaking Walls. I think it's just, I've been reading about it, an incredible program. So can you tell me about your program? I certainly can. We were founded in 2011. And Breaking Walls, this is a story I love to tell was the outgrowth of an experience where I made a documentary called Bethlehem to Brooklyn, Breaking the Surface, that brought together young men and women uh, from Brooklyn, New York, with young men and women from Bethlehem, Palestine. And they did this creative writing workshop and put together a performance based on their original writings. And we made this documentary called Bethlehem to Brooklyn, uh, Breaking the Surface. Uh, so when we finished, I asked these young men and women what they had gotten out of the experience. And they all said exactly the same thing. Their hands were waving in the air, um, that the world looked at them as if they were the young people in need of an intervention always, but they had shown that they were extraordinary and capable of creating a unified accepting, inclusive, creative community. And they wanted to continue building that bridge with every kid everywhere, no matter their race, religion, or attitude. And I was, I was gobsmacked by their insight and their brilliance and inspired as well. I asked their permission to take that mission statement and turn it into an active program, and they agreed. So in 2012, we undertook our first program in Berlin, Germany, and the young men and women from the documentary, along with younger students from Brooklyn and Bethlehem, traveled to Berlin, Germany. And we did our first summit in 2012, and it was magnificent. And since then we've grown. And our original goal for this summer of 2020 was to take about almost 50 young people and director team members to Bucharest, Romania for our annual 16 day summit. However, COVID-19 has made that, you know, impossible. So um, let me ask you a question. First, what are the ages of of the kids that you work with? Generally, we work with young people from the ages of 13 through like 23, 24. So late junior high, high school, college. And where, um, where do you find the, the, the youth to do this? How, how do they know about your program? In, from New York. So let me give you the communities that we're now working in so that it has some context. We, and I'll give them to you alphabetically. Um, Barcelona, Berlin, Bucharest, Brooklyn, Bethlehem, those are out of order. Let me try that again. Barcelona, Berlin, Bethlehem, Brooklyn, Bucharest, Cape Town, Detroit, Santiago, Tangier, and Warsaw. So 
South America, the United States, different places in Africa, Western and Eastern Europe. So far, we're, we're working on getting to Hanoi. So um, in New York, of course, we work, we have programs in the New York public schools and we're able to bring in young men and women from the New York public schools as our artists. Uh, it is our hope that this fall we will be partnering with a program at the Apollo Youth Theater Programming. So young men and women from that program will come as well. As we move into other countries and set up our summit, I generally make a connection with a high school or a theater arts program or some sort of nonprofit organization working with young people at risk um, in those countries. And then those young men and women become our artists and then they continue to work with us year after year after year. That's fantastic. So tell me what, what is happening now with COVID? How are you reaching out to them with this happening now? Uh, that is an excellent question and actually quite a beautiful answer. One of the things that we do after each summit is we continue to keep the global family together by having community meetings once a month. Those consist of uh, one of the delegations host, serving as host, selecting the theme for the month, and then coming up with two questions to ask the young people to respond regarding the theme. We do a writing trigger, it's assessed, and then we showcase poetry, videos, visual art, music, dance from that experience in our newsletter then at the end of the month. It became really clear right away as soon as the lockdown started to happen and they happened differently. So that Bethlehem was first, then Barcelona, Berlin and Chile, then the US and Bucharest and finally Cape Town. And Cape Town is just not even to their, their apex yet. It's going to be in July, they're, they're saying, um, that these young people really needed to connect and they needed support. And we're all talking about being Zoomed out and yes, they're doing online classes and they still needed something that was just about, this is my safety zone, I can say whatever I want, I can release all the tension that I'm feeling in this really safe, in, in this extraordinarily safe environment. So we, when we realized that we could not meet as an in-person community. And we shared that with the young people. They were like, well, I'm terribly disappointed. However, my mother will be super happy. <laughs> She's like standing in the doorway, waiting to hear what you're gonna say. So I said, but we, we don't wanna let go. So we have planned our first virtual, we're calling it, um, our international artist cooperative. So as many young people as want can join. It's eight days for two and a half hours each day. And it will be simplified, but we will still be able to accomplish almost everything, mini, 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 that we would have done in person in Bucharest. It's not gonna be the same as, you know, staying up to four o'clock in the morning playing cards and talking about issues in your countries and how they are the same and different. And it's not going to be when we're doing the writing and you get to a piece that is particularly vulnerable and you're feeling insecure, you know, there's not going to be somebody there to put their arm around you and let you cry. And yet they seem to be willing to 
trust us to guide them through this experience. So we're very excited. The other thing is for the first time, and this is quite exciting, um, because most of them, so they're, they're gonna do one day of writing, we'll have a community meeting, one day of writing, and then they are gonna uh, be invited to select an artist, artistic mentor. So if you wanna take your piece and turn it into a song, we have a songwriter who's going to nurture you through that process for two days. Oh, that's great. And then if the same with instrumental music or you want to create a video with voiceover, then we'll have a video artist working with you. So we're quite excited. Um, we're a little bit overwhelmed if you're me and our amazing director of theater performance. I don't want to say his name because I, he may not be as overwhelmed as I think. So I don't want to say his name in case he's like, Fran, I'm not worried. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I want to hear about the actual work that you guys do. So I'm hearing writing, I'm hearing, you know, uh, songs and what, what, tell me a little bit about the work, how you dig deep into the work with them, what you, what you do. Okay, so our tagline is Breaking Walls connects young people across the globe as ambassadors for peace using the arts. The heart and soul of any Breaking Walls experience, whether it's in school or a community-based initiative or our summit or this initiative, I mean this cooperative, is based on original writing, giving you the opportunity to discover your voice and offering you a platform on which to use it. Which means at the end of every experience, there is a culminating performance for a live audience. So that you're actually standing there using your voice so, and you've moved from an individual to be part of a collective and it being a model for cross-cultural, cross-border, cross-religion, cross, you know, we're, we, we're totally inclusive. Religion, sexual orientation, um, educational levels, uh, physical and emotional handicaps, it's all, you're welcome. There's, and we work with young men and young women. So it's very much about building the whole community with everybody who we want to have a place at the table. Which brings me back to, does that answer your question? Oh yeah, 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 no, definitely. Okay, the heart and soul. So we used to just focus on, previously, we focused on the writing going into a performance, like a, uh, uh, what was it called? You know, it's like a developmental piece. It's not like I went to the store and then I got, I fell down and broke my ankle and John came to help me. It's not that kind of thing. It's um, a, a crafted sort of continuous monologue poetry. And then we've added a bit of movement and song sometimes, but this time we really are allowing you to showcase your hidden talent that you haven't been able to bring to the front before. So we're excited about that. Um, the other piece is this year for the first time when we were first stepping into the coronavirus environment, I suggested, I asked the community how they felt about coming up with a theme for the year. And then everything we did, whether it was in a school or in a you know, Cape Town initiative or Barcelona initiative or the summit or this cooperative would use the same theme and we would come up with writing prompts based on it. And they agreed. So the theme for 2020 is breaking artists, breaking walls, 2020 artists. 
will be the seeds for the transition to equity, trust, and justice for all our tomorrows. And given then sort of this isolation that everyone felt across the globe, and now this sort of unifying over social justice reform and Black Lives Matter and yeah. how that is peeling back the onion skin in so many countries. Right. I'm just curious with the current environment, how are you dealing with that right now? Because we're right, we're right in the middle of it. Uh, they're being very supportive of one another on all of our social media platforms. And they, uh, everyone is appreciative. They, they've really joined together and bonded in a way that is there. You know, I'm not the person to say, Oh, they're so amazing. I mean, yes, they're always amazing, but even, given that the the strength the insight the power um that they are sharing on their social media and with each other not only just on our whatsapp group but they are obviously in connection in small groups and independently one-on-one -on -one, being just incredibly supportive and aware and we have a new artist from rabat morocco he hasn't even been to a community meeting yet. He's a musician. His name is Moshin. And Tuesday, Monday, when there was this, everyone was being super supportive he, on his Instagram. I saw he was, he was there, of course, looking into his camera and he had one of those disposable masks and he pulled it up over his, you know, to under his eyes and it said, I can't breathe. Uh-huh. So the it's what everyone knows and everyone sees with such intensity right now is that the world is looking at us. Mm. And the world there is solidarity, you know, solidarity here, solidarity across the globe. And to see this one kid, you know, in Rabat in his room, you know, standing in shoulder to shoulder with not only his global brothers and sisters, but everybody across the world, it was just really powerful. So they are using their voices and, and I, I have, I know we're picking the writing triggers now for our cooperative and that there will be just an extraordinarily powerful, powerful um, outpouring. So how do you as their teacher and their guide give them the, give them the, the power and the opportunity to open themselves up to become these, well, I guess global leaders is what they're becoming. So tell me what you do as, as their leader. Okay. I'm pleased to say, and I've heard this from many people, not, so it's not me saying it about me, is that one of the, yes, the writing is the heart and the soul of breaking walls experiences. But the reason that these young people will open up and share their innermost, I mean, really close to the bone stories and feelings and thoughts and their vulnerabilities is because breaking walls creates a safe space. So that you now, even if you've only been there for 10 minutes, you know, I can say what I want. I can expose for the first time you know, my sexual orientation, or the fact that there's this very uncomfortable, uh, dangerous situation at home. And no one is going to judge me. 
I'm going to be accepted for exactly who I am. And I, and then in the end, when it's all over and they go back to their home communities, they go back with an, a new inner strength so that they get home. And uh, one of our young men went home very far from our last summit. And his mother said to him, I will never again question you about how you stand and how you, you know, you are who you are. I love you. We're just going to go right on with our lives. And he, he, you know, he's like, if I hadn't gone to breaking walls and been in that environment where I was totally accepted for 16 days, I'd never had to all, I just was myself for 16 days, 24 hours a day. I didn't have to say anything. I just walked in and my mom was like, okay. And after our performance in Tangier in 2019, one of the mothers came up to me and she said, thank you, Breaking Walls. You found my girl that I knew was all, I always knew was there. Oh, that's so sweet. So, you know, there is a sense, and I, I wanted to touch on something and then you probably saw me jot a note. You asked me, they are young leaders. Many, many people will say to me, so Fran, how many of your kids are like going on to Juilliard, you know, or they're looking for careers as, you know, singer songwriters. And I say, I have to honestly say almost about 90% of the young people who participate in Breaking Walls are going on for university studies and careers in the law, uh, international relations, international law, nursing, medicine, education. So how does the art support that? What, for people who don't, who aren't, who don't, you know, who say, oh, I, you know, theater's great and everything, but like, what does it really do? What do you say to that? I say theater, in this specific case, gives you the courage to use your voice with passion and nuance. With passion and nuance. And if you are 15 and you've come from an, uh, an environment that does not carry you on your, their shoulders every day, and you've stood in front of a multicultural audience of 150 people that you never saw before in your life, you know, you have achieved, you've achieved something that even an adult hasn't. And not only you're not, you're not talking from a prepared script, you are telling a story about a moment in your life where you were so vulnerable or challenging the audience to really listen to you. When we were in Barcelona in 2015, the um, Ministry of Education there had really helped us and they sent a representative to the performance. Really good guy. Anyway, we're watching the performance and I can see he's on his cell phone. So we finish. And he says, he comes to me and he says, I'd like to apologize. I'm sure you wondered why I was on my cell phone. He said, I was reaching out to everybody in the ministry saying, I can't believe you're not here. This is the most extraordinary thing I've ever seen. You know, where these kids from Cape Town and Berlin and, you know, Brooklyn and all, you know, and I think Barcelona, I think we just had those four or five de delegations then. You know, and now we're in Bucharest, you know, some Bucharest artists are working with us this year for the cooperative and then next year we'll be there physically. 
you know, these kids that have never met each other and they're working like a well-oiled machine. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Um, so one of my concerns right now, especially for art programs, is funding uh, because of what's happening in the world. So tell me how, you, how you're dealing with that right now. Mostly I cry. <laughs> right. And I'm, I'm going to be really honest with you. There are so many causes that are so worthy and so many things that are immediate, you know? And yes, I can say we're going to take 50 kids to Bucharest, but if my program is helping 50 and your program is helping 4,000 and I've only got $50 to give, you know? So I, I, what I'm trying to say is I understand. Do I wish a lot of money was coming to us? Yes. We um, are pursuing institutional funding, uh, which is now even more difficult because everybody's focused on COVID-19 and uh, the social justice issues as well they should be. Um, but we are working on that. Uh, we're about to, and we're doing GoFundMe, you know, because um, our students are essentially scholarship into the programs. Right. Well, we'll definitely post a link for you so that people who hear this podcast hopefully will donate. It sounds like an amazing program. I worked for Robert F. Kennedy Human Rights and I had a summer camp myself where um, we merged human rights and theater and we used the words of human rights defenders. And I can tell you for myself to watch these, and we had students from all over, like every different type of community come together and to watch them grow as artists but like grow as people and then later on find out their stories like I have I have students that were in my in my camp who went on are now in government like are now going on to be leaders in their schools so I I see the power of what you do and I think it's important that people also do that and it's it's definitely worth putting money towards because we we really are it's it's changing the spectrum for youth it's 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 allowing them to have a voice where I feel like a lot of them feel voiceless. You are 100% correct about that. The other component is for our initiatives and also for the summit, we have a creative activist lab and Adina Taubman, the playwright and actor is our director of creative activism. And so there is a, there's a level of being able to design something that you can take back into your community. So we're, you know, developing grassroots organizer leaders within the program. Each year, we also have a health and wellness ambassador where we have conversations around uh, specific health issues facing young people today. This year, the focus will be on building trust in a virtual world. Mm. Um, and last year, when we were in Tangier, we were able to um, expand on our theme, which was different last year and start having women's meetings, LBGTQ community meetings, uh, youth of color meetings. And so there was this real sense of, as well as an opportunity for one-on-one -on -one counseling from our amazing health and well and wellness ambassador, Jessica Pullenkamp. And we also give one day of community service to wherever we are. So I think that there is a sense of developing. Yes, you are there as an artist, but you're also there to develop as a cross-cultural, uh, cross-border ambassador and to demonstrate and illustrate the beauty of 
being a global citizen. Right. So um, do you have any stories of inspiration that have come out of this, the COVID right now, like in terms of doing this remote kind of sessions? Is there anything that comes to mind of something that, something that really inspired you? Yes, I do. First of all, I have so many things that are popping to my mind, but this is the one that I'm going to share. We went to Santiago in 2018. And as you can well imagine, some young people, they, you know, they stay and they stay and they come to every, you know, community meeting and others do not. That is the nature, that is human nature. You know, we invite you, come if you want, don't come if you don't want. So as COVID emerged and everyone was on lockdown, two Santiago artists returned to the community meetings. And all four, four out of the original seven, hosted our, um, our May meeting. And they organized and they, had, they, they were like, okay, so at, they were so proud of themselves. And they came up with the theme of self-awareness because they felt that that was really a good, we've all had this time to sort of reflect. And their two questions were, what do you do that makes you feel you are being true to yourself? And what do you do that makes you feel as if you are not being your true self? Mm. And then everybody shared. Wow. I wish I could have seen that. <laughs> it was extraordinary. And at the end, Angie and Claudia, two of the Santiago artists, they, I said, okay, so do we have anything else that we need to do? And they said, wait, 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 we've taken notes. <laughs> we, wanna, we have some things we want to share. So that was good. And we've also been able to bring in the Bucharest artists. And remember, these are kids that are just meeting us on the screen. You know, they've never, you know, and uh, Radu taught us all how to say hello and goodbye in Romanian. And that was really special. And then I realized that for the cooperative, it'd be really fun at some point to, for everybody to share hello, goodbye, and friend in every language. So I that we build this common vocabulary. That's fantastic. Well, I, I'm, I'm, if people want to, A, if there's students out there that want to get involved, and hopefully we can get some to be listening to the podcast, or if people want to donate, can you just give us that information? I will also put it on the podcast also in writing, but tell us how people can get involved. Thank you. If you would like to apply, you can go to our website, breakingwallsprogram.org, and where it says, do you want to join Breaking, Breaking Walls, you can download the application there. My email is there in case you'd like us to come to your school or you're interested in um, Breaking Walls coming to your community for an initiative. An initiative is five days where young people come to a camp or a retreat center, and they're, uh, they're always from very diverse communities within that city. So uh, there might be traditional kids and recent immigrants. And they come and they do, it's, a, it's mini. It's like a day and a half of writing, a little bit of community service, putting together the play and performing on, you know, the device theater piece, performing it on the next to the last night. So there's those. And if you would like to be hosting a summit, 
your country or your city, then just reach out to me. My email is there. And when you look at our page, you will see that there is a, right at the very top right, you can see donate. Great. Fantastic. Well, Frantar, it is, it's an honor to talk to you. Mm -hmm. uh, your program is incredible. I love hearing about everything that you're doing out there. I hope people will, um, will definitely donate and we can just get more, more students and more kids empowered by programs like yours. So thank you for being on the Warriors of Education podcast today. Thank you. Warrior leader. Ciao, ciao. <laughs> this has been the Warriors of Education podcast dedicated to all the hardworking teachers across this country. We hear you. We see you. We honor you. Thank you.